Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Good morning. Are you well? Yes. Do you like it? <laughs> I got two, but the other one's a bit more philosophical. <laughs> Hallelujah. Father's Day. Any good day. Brilliant. As fathers, we have an awesome responsibility. Thank God for the joke and the fun and the activity. But in reality, friends, as fathers, we have an awesome responsibility. A responsibility to care, to love, to establish a moral compass, to share and establish and channel the gospel into our wards of grace. Psalm 123 and verse 3 says, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is reward. According to the US Census Bureau, more than one in four children, American children today, live without a father in the home. They miss the support and the care of a father, and very often, even with a father, they are deprived. In many cases, admiring, approving, affirming will be the last words we choose to describe a father. The words are more likely to rush into the minds, maybe absent, angry, abusive, aloof. It's no wonder this generation is labelled the fatherless generation. But there is good, good news for us all today. No matter the character of your earthly father or the state of your relationship with him, there is a perfect father who wants to be, have a perfect relationship with you. God wants to love And you may be sitting in this service this morning and you feel very much unloved. You may reflect on what your father was like. Well, my dad was an interesting character. Like a lot of fathers in those days, he was a bit of a racist. And one day he went out to pick up my daughter from school and she was walking down with a little girl from another nationality. And dad came home alone. And Anne said to him, what was your dead dad for? I thought you went to meet Tracy. He was walking with her. So he was a little bit of a racist, my father. And that was pretty typical of those days. And if I wanted to give my dad a hug and put his arms around him, he said, oh, don't do that, I'm not one of them. But thank God this morning, we have been liberated. Amen. You know, Heavenly Father has already given you 
his affections. You will already have his love. He is waiting to shower you with his blessings. He's everything you wanted your earthly dad to be and more. So what do you think about God? You know, we talk about Jesus. We worship and we sing praises unto God. We, we appreciate the anointing of the Holy Spirit and the moving of the Holy Spirit. But how often do we think about God? We had a, a devotion on, on, um, on Monday at the life group talking about fathers, and it really got me thinking about it. It's amazing how loaded the scripture is with the relationship of Jesus to his heavenly father and likewise us to our heavenly father. So we're not just celebrating awesome dads. We are celebrating a creator God. A creator God who loves us, who gave his life for us. He went to the cross of Calvary and he bowed in the garden and said, not my will, but yours. The pressure of the world's sin was such that even the blood was coming out of his forehead. You see, we think at times of love have been something sloppy and sentimentality. But sometimes it's where the rock hits the road. You already have his love. He's waiting to shower his, his blessing upon you. He's everything you've ever wanted from earthly death. So what do you think of God? The theologian A.W. Tozer famously said that our answer to this question is the most important thing about us. So what do you think about when you think about God? Is it, in fact, when we come to worship, the very last thing we think about? Are we concentrating on worshiping Jesus? Are we waiting for the moving of the Holy Spirit and for God to speak things into our spirits? Or are we concentrating at times on what does Father want? What does God want to say to me this morning? Something of us as God is there, but he's not really involved in our lives. He made the earth and wound it up, and then he sat back to watch it run on its own. He's a bit like an absentee, absent landlord. Others think of God as basically a nice guy who wants us to be, all be good and to have good lives. But it's a little hard of healing. He's out of touch. He's basically too weak to do anything substantial. Other people think God is a ruthless dictator, a cosmo, cosmic killjoy who only exists to tell us what we can't do is out of truth, is is old-fashioned. You know, and uh, these and many other pictures are common but wrong. 
You see, God is not your cosmic butler in the sky, your hard-of-hearing grandfather, or your far-removed nebulous force. He is your father. Through Scripture, God relates to us primarily as father. You know, I found this was amazing. Jesus himself, in the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, refers to God as Father 189 times. I can't remember the last time in my prayer life when there was a concentration like that on my prayer to God. As I looked at this subject, friends, it sort of revolutionized my way of thinking. The Bible says there's only one person you can call Father. And thank God, He's our Father. Clearly, it's vital we see and relate to God in this way. Talk to God, be open to His leading. So what do you think about God, Father? Our experiences, good or bad, with our earthly fathers largely determine how we answer this question. Because of this, the Father may not be the better title to you than a cosmic killjoy, a heart of any grandfather or nebulous force. But no matter our experiences with our earthly dads, we all too experiences, we all experience the longing of a perfect father. So if you've had a bad relationship or you haven't had a relationship, you know, a few I was thinking about it this morning. A few years ago I had a couple, we sat in the manse. We were talking, they come to talk to me about getting married. The man had been married before, and this was a, he was about mid-50s, and, uh, and the young lady was in her mid-20s, and we were talking about, talking about getting married. And uh, I said to them, how many children have you got? And uh, to the man, because the, the lady hadn't been married before, and he, he, he didn't respond. So I thought, that's interesting. So a little bit later, perhaps 20 minutes, half an hour later, I asked him the same question. And he went, <coughs> I gulped as he, he, he thought about the question. And he said quite sheepishly, 52. <laughs> 52. He was in the Navy. <laughs> and he had children all over the world in every port. How on earth can he be a father to them? He may have been their biological dad, but he can never be a father. He negated the responsibility. And even if our fathers have negated the responsibility of caring and looking after us, just like one in four in America don't have an earthly father, and there's probably quite a, a substantial number of children in this world that don't know the love of a father. That doesn't mean to say you can't experience 
the love of Father God. Amen. You try to draw comparisons, but in reality, friends, there is no comparison. Our Father in heaven has eternal values and eternal desires. He's a perfect Father. He's not just a bigger version of your earthly dad. He's a perfect father. He's the answer to every longing for the father's acceptance, for approval, for support, for love. You have ever, ever experienced. That means that to each of us, No matter how amazing, how absent, how abusive, how aloof our earthly fathers were or are, we have an opportunity to live as loved daughters and sons of a perfect father. Seeing God this way has the power to transform your relationship with him and with your earthly fathers. If you start appreciating your earthly fathers on the basis of your understanding of your heavenly father, it's going to make a colossal difference. And if you weren't very happy with your dad, and you almost in a sense have just pushed him out of your life, you need to resurrect him. You need to seek to bless him and to encourage him. Don't tell him about his mistakes. Just tell him you love him and you appreciate him for all he had done. Mary had lost a little boy. Dad left Jerusalem and they... They assumed he was with somebody else. And after two or three days, Mary got a bit concerned and said to Joseph, Where, where's Jesus? So they, they, they searched through the, the people and he wasn't there. Oh dear, we've got a problem, Mary would say. We'd better go back to where we started from. He was 12 years of age and they turned up at the temple and mum questioned him and says why did you do this? Why did you in a sense let us down? And You know what Jesus says? Why did you search for me? Didn't you realise that I would be at the temple? in my father's house, do my father's business. That'd be good if Daniel came up to you and said that, wouldn't it? (laughs) Or Justy came up to you and said that. God, wouldn't you be blessed? I may be an awesome dad, but I've got an awesome son. (laughs) God, appreciate it. My, my daughter came over yesterday, and this is a confession. My daughter came over with this T-shirt and another one, 
and uh, I, I wasn't feeling brilliant and that, so I probably wasn't really as appreciative as I should have been. I'm going to text her this afternoon and say, darling, I love you. You're a great daughter and I thank you for my dad's presence and I showed it to everybody this morning. So if Jesus at the age of 12 should be about his father's business, what should we be doing? As sons and daughters of the living God, we should be about our father's business. Maybe this morning we feel we've missed out. Can we have 2 Corinthians chapter 6, please, Daniel? Verses 16 to 18. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I dwell in them and walk with them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, for I will receive you. If you're feeling you're missing out this morning, if you've never made that personal commitment to Jesus Christ, he's saying to you, come out from among them. Be separate. Do not teach the unclean. (coughs) For I will receive you. You don't have to get right to get right with God. Jesus says, come as you are. God will cleanse you. God will heal you. God will deliver you. God will set you free. And he will establish his goodness in you. And he says in verse 8, For I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Almighty. That is what God's saying to every one of us this morning. I want to be your father. And I want you to be my son. Psalm 68 and verses 4 to 6 says, Sing to God, sing praises to him. Extol him, arise on the clouds by his name, Yahoo, and rejoice before him. He's a father of the fatherless. Maybe this morning you're sitting in this service and say, I've got no dad. Maybe you're like my, my wife, her dad died at 17. Maybe you've never known your father because once you were conceived, he'd gone. He was absent. He's never been very encouraging because he's never there. You don't even know who he is. But God is saying to you this morning, you're the father of the fatherless. And maybe you're sitting in his soul as a widow and you haven't got a husband. Then God is saying to you this morning, I will be defender of the widows. He's God in his holy habitation. God sets the solitary in families. He brings out those who are bound into prosperity and the rebellious dwell in a dry land. And you may feel this morning you've got no family. I want to tell you you've got the biggest family in the world. But don't stand aloof from it. Don't stick, you know... Stand up, Keith. Some people, you come and want to give the right hand of fellowship. And they, they put the hand out. 
but they put the foot up at the same time. Don't get too close. <laughs> well, you can get close. <laughs> get close. Maybe you're struggling this morning. Emotionally, spiritually, physically. You can get close to people. Let people get close to you. Let them share your burdens and pray for you. And finally, the very time we bow our knees in prayer, we talk to Father. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, yours is the power, yours is the glory, forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And there's no amen to that, friends, because it goes on and on and on into eternity. May God bless you. Wonderful. Thank you, Peter. Yeah, we're just going to take a moment now. We, we um, appreciate the fact that maybe some of us here today or listening on podcast, we haven't had that opportunity of being a dad. And that might bring with it certain memories or thoughts. And uh, the reality is, this is the family of God. This is the family of God. And so if you're a dad, not sorry, if you're a man here, you can be a spiritual father to the children. You not be an earthly father, but you be a spiritual. You can give guidance, love, support to a child as women can as mothers. And maybe, as Peter says, you, your memory of your dad, who might still be alive or might have passed away, might be that of being a disappointment. But I love what you said, Pete. We all have a longing for a perfect father. And we can all experience the love of a perfect father who will never, ever, ever let any of us down. Ever. Ever. I wonder if we can pray. Father, thank you. <laughs> Our Father, thank you that you love us so much. You love us. You sent your son to die for us to bring us into a relationship with you, a relationship where we can just travel this earth however long we've got on planet earth, knowing that you will look after us, you will guide us through, you will navigate us through. And when our time is finally finished on this earth, we will live with you forever in that friendship. And we can still call you Father because you love us so much. And I want to pray this morning for... Anyone here, Lord, that their memory of 
of their earthly father is out of a disappointment. Or there might be disappointments of never being a dad. But I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would cause him to see you afresh this day, on this Father's Day, that they can look at you as their father who loves them so, so much. And they know that they have a a role to play in the community, in this church of being spiritual fathers. Fathers that can, men that can set an example to the children. Men that can champion the children. Men that can champion other adults. Lord, I pray, man or woman, boy or girl this morning, that we would just look to you. In the name of Jesus. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.